right? The key to storytelling is making sure that you have a message that you want to tell your audience, right? And being as creative as possible to do that, whether it's through video or through a podcast or through just a simple image and and post text on Instagram. You can be a very, very effective storyteller if you know kind of the, the, the science of storytelling, so to speak, and, and how, to, how to shape that and craft it um, without losing sight of who you are as a brand or who you are as a person. Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Go Rogue Podcast. My name is Brian Fitton, and I'm so, so excited that you're here with us today. So this is the podcast where we talk about, well, all things marketing associated with you as a marketer or a small business owner or somebody who's just trying to figure out how to connect with an audience, give value, and uh, I mean, that's what we're all supposed to be doing, right? We give more than what we take. And so we want to make sure that we have fun conversations around that. So I have an amazing lineup of co-hosts with me today. Uh, first off, as always, the the amazing Miss Lauren Lewis. How are you doing, Lauren? I'm doing really good, Brian. Yeah, How are you? <laughs> I'm good. She's rocking her gold headphones. She's just killing it <laughs> in the fashion game. I'm trying to I get to her level, and I can't. I keep trying to. Uh, also, a special go- co-host, guest co-host is Mr. C.R. Braniff. Say what's up, C.R. How you doing? Good, man. I'm so excited you're on here today. So I have to be honest with you guys. I C.R. is always rocking cool flat bills. And I came into the conversation <laughs> with that one, so I had to go grab my, my Onyx hat. So if you're watching on yeah. video... Uh, make sure to check out the cool, the cool lids that we've got going on. That's so, right, man. You're my inspiration, man. Oh, I okay. to bring my A game. So, <laughs> yes, I appreciate that. Even though it's not true, I appreciate it, man. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> um, so today we're going to be jumping into basically storytelling, but also on different platforms and stuff. Um, I'll kind of let Cr kind of give a little brief overview of himself uh, after we go through our, as always, our famous like obsession of the week so lauren uh we're gonna talk about what we're obsessed with this week so cr i hope he brought his he said he brought his a game so we're throwing these at him we've got lightning round questions at the end so super (laughs) pumped for this so lauren start us off what are you obsessed with this week okay so now it sounds kind of weird but i am obsessed and it's an ongoing thing but every day it gets stronger with my bed (laughs) With your your bed? Is that what you said? With my bed. Okay. Now, understand. (laughs) My husband and I were sleeping on a 20-year-old mattress. Oh, wow. I was starting to like hot dog, you know? Mm. So you were like going in, you know? Just connecting more, bringing bringing you guys closer together. That's what, you know. Right. But I'm a space keeper, so I wasn't really a fan. So (laughs) in any case, um, we decided to get, before our second child, we decided to get a new mattress and we decided to go with one of those like bed in a box things. Oh yeah. Uh, and we were really nervous because that just sounds really yeah. disgusting, you know. Um, <laughs> so we went with one. We like we did like the consumer guide and everything, and we went with Tough and Needle, uh, and we were so impressed. And I'm telling you what, yeah. we've had this thing for about a year, and it is well. And we also upgraded from a queen to a king, which I think is the big nice. one. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. critical. And now yeah. I feel like I'm like sleeping on a cloud every night and <laughs> my husband's like a mile away yeah. and <laughs> you're like this I is get amazing. stretched out that's you know? awesome that's I'm awesome somewhere out there you know yeah. I don't know so, so yeah. the ones the ones I've heard of are Casper and then mm-hmm. oh there's what's that's the one. 
Yeah, purple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Purple. Yeah. yeah. So Tuft and Needle. What I don't know is that. Has, so I guess it was a top brand. Yeah, they were awesome. They were running this really cool sale. We got like two hundred dollars off, and I don't know. They were they were really awesome, and we got it super fast, and we've been super impressed. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, So, oh, good. Hey, so if you're listening, Tuft and Needle, I mean sponsorship. If you want to, or just send us a couple, we'll we'll review them on the show. So, (laughs) Lauren needs another one too. So, Um, so crazy story. I actually, when I first started production. I was I was a photographer for years, but I was getting into video, and I got hired to shoot a video for a mattress in a box. Like we hired talent, we brought it in. I was working with a guy who was like my oh, first big yeah. production shoot, and I was terrified the entire time. But it was like a full <laughs> unboxing, and you had one shot because once mm-hmm. it comes out of the package, it's out. Yeah. It's out. There's no so, going back. <laughs> no. So uh, I can't say that that was my best work, but uh, it was definitely. Uh, it was an experience so anyway i didn't get to keep the mattress but anyway cr <laughs> what's uh what are you obsessed with this week man this week there is a speaker i found that oh. i am absolutely infatuated with okay. and maybe i'm late to this game it, it's highly probable <laughs> but it's it's a, a lady named nancy duarte have you guys heard of her oh, before no. uh-huh. all right all. you need to google this late or google yes. or I think her TED Talks, she was on uh, TED Talks like six or seven years ago. And this is what she's most famous for is the science of storytelling through presentations. And so basically she overlays Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech with Mm -hmm. Steve Jobs, um, his like introduction speech for the Apple phone, the iPhone, basically. And they she like basically mathematically lays these two speeches over the top of each other. They go through these same rhythms it's just very, very fascinating. She's wow. highly coveted in the in the speaking circuit. Um, yeah. Politicians, big CEOs. Like if you've got a presentation to deliver and you need to nail it, you need mm-hmm. to move a lot of people in one direction. She's the lady you hire. So listening to her talk wow. has been just phenomenal. That's incredible. So, yeah. yeah, Nancy Duarte. Duarte. How do you say? How do you spell her last name? It's yeah. D U A R T E. Okay. Okay. So. Our trusty Miss Lauren is taking notes here. So we'll have all of that in the show notes, right, Lauren? We're going to find her TED Talk. I'll dial in for that one. Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. I'm going to tell you something. When you do a a presentation and you do it well, I have always remembered some of this. So Pat Flynn is kind of a a hero, a small hero of mine. I was able to actually interview him. We are going to be launching his episode soon. But um, he uh, he did a presentation where it was, you talk about storytelling, it had music. So he walked to certain parts of the stage and they had the lighting and yep. they would come in. I'm going to tell you something, it blew me away. It's a performance. Oh, yeah, it, absolutely. It absolutely. Yep. And uh, I got to talk with him about that actually uh, when we were in Orlando. And he was like, yeah, I prepared for like nine months to a year to do that one. And it was, you know, 15, awesome. 15 minutes long or something like that but it just completely changed my view of presentations and when you do it right yeah. it's obviously um, awesome. remarkable so anyway um okay so you guys had great ones my my obsession this week <laughs> so we we i get rare rarely do i get to sit down and watch any kind of like netflix or hulu or anything but mm-hmm. my wife and i are kind of into like true crime podcast a little bit um, and in that genre a little bit and uh, so there was a story about a lady and her daughter uh, who she kind of like pretended what uh, 
munch munch by proxy what is it called where the the person has doesn't have diseases or anything wrong with them but they think they do and they just constantly like take them to the doctor so this lady was taking her daughter to the doctor just constantly constantly anyway ended up the daughter like kind of freaked out and killed her mom and like ran away with this like internet guy and i've seen that yes i know i know what story you're talking about yes yeah okay good okay it sounds crazy but so hulu is doing a new series on it so we followed it when it actually happened and then there was several true crime podcasts about it and now hulu is doing this whole thing there's a documentary on it because the little girl looks like she's about like 65 years old i mean she shaved head like big glasses her mom always dressed her like very young it was well she's healthy like this is the the big thing is she's perfectly healthy Yep. And so That's she true. spent her whole life basically playing this part as if yep. she was And people Ill. gave I mean, her stuff. Just, they they oh, yeah. like, built Habitat for Humanity. Yes. Or the, the Make-A-Wish. The Make-A-Wish. That's what it was. Yeah, the Make-A-Wish. Yeah. yeah. Just insane. Yeah. yeah. She went all, all kinds of trips. So it was kind of during Katrina, I think. So like she kept saying, well, medical records were lost during Katrina, and so we can't find anything. So doctors would – I mean, everybody felt bad for them. And so they would just give them yeah. tons of money, and I mean, it was – it was crazy. crazy. So anyway, we're watching the Hulu series right now. Yeah, not to bring Very down cool. the podcast, but you know, it's like, uh, yeah. Anyway, so. what's the name of the show? Uh, oh my gosh, I cannot think of it. Oh, I. You know what? It'll be in the show notes after the show. You, it's on Hulu right now. Um, the Act, maybe, or okay. something along that line. I need to check it out. Yeah, yeah, I'm familiar with the story. I know the the, the narrative arc, and it's just yeah. crazy. Oh, and they've they've done a really Hulu's done a great job with shooting it too. So, anyway, if you're cool. kind of into some true crime and and that type of stuff, I would definitely check it out. There's a great documentary on it too that I think it's on Netflix. So, but anyway, all right. So, Lauren, if you don't mind making that hard transition, talk about storytelling, right? Uh, yeah. Kind of moving into that. Um, so I say that. Hey, Cr, why don't you just give a brief history of you and your awesome wife and your awesome family. And, um, I'll real quick, we got connected because my wife does an adoption podcast and had your Uh wife on. And then we've all kind of started connecting and I was able to interview you, uh, for her podcast. I get, we talked about, I get one interview a year. And so (laughs) I have to make it count. So I have to bring my A game on her podcast. Um, but that's uh, that's kind of how we got connected. And then we've been social media back and forth and talking and, uh, get get a lot of inspiration from you guys and your family, but go ahead kind of give us just a brief overview of of what you guys do. Sure, sure. So my wife and I, we run um, primarily a YouTube channel. We're, I don't want to say daily vloggers, but we started out you know, vlogging our lives. We have seven kids, five of which are adopted. Um, yeah. So we got a lot going on in, our, in kind of the dynamics of our family. We've got international adoption. Um, one of our daughters has Down syndrome. And then most recently, our twins. Um, my wife carried and gave birth to them, but they were embryo adoptions. So We've got a lot of kind of built-in story, I guess, to our family, um, and we just started kind of documenting that via YouTube, and it gained some some popularity. Um, and since then, we've kind of taken that to Facebook and Instagram, and just kind of built kind of a brand around it. So, um, aside from that, my professional background was in digital marketing. I was a digital consultant for a bank for. Um, several years where I managed um, kind of the, the brand journalism side of their corporate communications team. So we would basically find stories within the walls of our brand. And my job was to take those outside of the general public via social media and kind of do, do some social storytelling. That's so awesome. um, yeah, 
very fun stuff. That's cool. That's cool. So, uh, and we'll have this too, but where can people follow you guys uh, for your YouTube channel specifically? Yeah, yeah. So um, our channel name is This Gathered Nest. And I think, yeah, that's that's our YouTube channel and my wife's Instagram handle. And okay. then I'm just CR Braniff, so. You're just you're just the other guy. Yeah, I'm just I'm just, just I just show up, make lunches, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Homeschooling, homeschool dad, which we found out too, which is really cool. That's right. So, yeah. Uh, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Um, all right, so Lauren, let's kick off into this. Uh, do we have an awesome quote today? We we've started doing this. You know it. Yeah, <laughs> bringing it, bringing it. I love it. I like quotes. I think they're interesting. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> So I read this really cool article um, by Andrea Phillips on fastcompany.com. She's actually, she works with video games, actually. But she was talking about storytelling. Um, And she had some cool things to say. So one of the quotes I liked was she was talking about simplicity. And she Mm -hmm. says, simplicity spreads. That's why it's difficult to make a transmedia story or anything that's complex, layered, interactive, and also attracts a massive audience. If you want to go mainstream, you have to send clear signals and deliver an immediate payoff for a wider, casual audience. Okay. So right there, she kind of knits uh, kind of the problem um, of telling a complex story, but also trying to keep it simplistic enough to hit a larger audience. So how do you do that? Mm, It's a great question. That is a great (laughs) question. Uh, Yeah, I, I will say, I think the KISS method, right? Keep it simple, stupid. That is by far one of the, I try to live by that if I can. Um, but really even in that story, storytelling mode too, especially as, cause we did, we've done a family vlog before CR, you guys have a family vlog you have several, obviously you, uh, videos, but, um, definitely that, that is hard to do. People just think you just turn on the camera and just go. And the simplicity of that is true. But you really do have to kind of have an idea of where you're going with it. Um, Absolutely. Be- because it gets really boring really fast, too. See, what, what you end up doing is falling into an issue where you just pick up the camera and you feel like you're doing it all day long. Yeah. Which is what you don't want to do. I mean, if you like, like you said, if you go into it um, in the morning and you know, okay, this is where this is going to be our, our primary story for the day. Mm-hmm. In essence, you can only end up vlogging for, you know, 45 minutes and pare that down to a 15, 20 minute video. And you still have a pretty good story to tell. Um, it's authentic and, and you know, the, the audience is, is getting the point that, that you're trying to send them. So it's it's doable. I think the yeah. less time you're working with, the less complex your story needs to be. And, that, and that's kind of the key with social media. I think as we're you're scrolling through Instagram, right, you have 30 seconds to a minute mm-hmm. to work with. How succinct and how effective can you be with the message you want your audience to to hang on to? Absolutely, and we so Lauren and I actually had this conversation um, this I think actually this week about putting the control back into the viewer's hands. So specifically around stories. So I, I say stories, Instagram stories, Facebook stories that feature. Um, putting it in their in their hands to be able to control whether or not to go forward. So rather than just a bunch of talking heads, having text, having different graphics, having things that kind of bring you back into that story, like, hey, I'm kicking it off, but also there are multiple facets to this rather than just, you know, 16 videos of you're seeing my ugly mug, you know, yep. <laughs> going nonstop. Yep. So 
Um, but I, I agree with you, especially in that uh, rapidly changing. We we want. I mean, you don't even think about it, and you're scrolling through, you're tapping, even if it's something interesting. Yeah. A lot of times, you have to go back because you're like, I'm just cruising through. So, um, but uh, actually, a little funny thing. So, I one of my stories, I actually put the uh, the hot slider thing on the mm-hmm. like the fire slider on where people <laughs> typically tap. And so I, I lined it up correctly. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, it was so funny. I started getting all kinds of replies back. People were like, because I said something, I was You're like, killing me. how hot am I right now? Or something like that. And like, people were just like, fire. Like, all in it. I would get messages like, don't ever do that to me again. I was just tapping through your story. And all of a sudden, I'm telling you, you're super hot or something like It was so funny. Anyway, yeah, you can be strategic. That's when... That's when- that's when you screen grab and you just store those away for later. Yeah, right? <laughs> exactly. Some blackmail. I, oh, yeah. It's, there you it's go. fantastic. It's fantastic. So, um, but yeah, I think it is, especially for brands and people in, in small businesses and stuff, they don't really know where to start. Um, yeah. So what is kind of a creative process that you guys have really seen that um, works to kind of in your you know, in your head, like, my my thought is to start obviously with your audience, right? So yeah. what are they there for? Um, but what's kind of a creative process that you guys kind of go through? Um, CR, we'll kind of start with you, but yeah, sure. that you kind of start off like in your brain, say this is where I'm headed. No, it's perfect. I think that's that's a good segue. I think I wrote down a couple notes here. The, the very first thing that I address, either with a, a larger a larger brand, a corporation, or if even I'm talking to um, a, a small business, is when you think of social media, you've got to go where your customers are, right? Because mm-hmm. every single platform is very different. Yeah. I mean, yes, they're all social media. Um, they all have very similar goals. They want you on there, on their platform for as long as possible, but they all attract different audiences, mm-hmm. right? For instance, LinkedIn compared to Instagram, yeah. right? The people <laughs> yeah. who utilize LinkedIn are a completely different user base. Yeah. So if you're a, te- if you're a, 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 a entrepreneur who's, starting up a, a small tech company, right? Your audience is probably more likely going to be within that that LinkedIn segment, kind of the, I don't want to say higher educated, but mm. more business savvy audience, yeah. right? Versus someone that's starting, um, I don't know, a, a hipster coffee shop who takes awesome pictures of their coffee, right? That's a completely different audience that's going to be attracted to the type of content you're going to create. So, Rule, rule one is is go where your customers are, go yeah. where your audience is, and, and figure out which platform um, is, is going to best serve them. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I'll even say that even if that same person is on Instagram and Facebook, they're going to the platform for a reason. So yep. that's what a lot of people say. Well, everybody's on everything. Yeah, but you definitely have to tailor that message and that that story that you're telling to that platform. 100%. Yeah, because I don't go to LinkedIn to see a bunch of photos, you know, of landscapes and different things like that. I go there for a reason, for business to connect with other business people. And so yep. um, I think there's there's a quality with that where you can surprise and delight a little bit, you know, like sure. um, I don't know if you know uh, Goldie Chan, I think is her name. She's like green hair, but she's like one of the top video producers on LinkedIn right now. Um, but she, uh, she's one of those that we've talked to. I've actually met her, but she, she goes into it to grab your attention, but yet it's all business stuff. 
And so you would think looking at yeah. her, she's not a very business looking person, um, but she has great interviews. She does a great job with, with connecting with the yeah. audience. Um, but even she's like, when I go on Instagram, it's a completely different message that I'm sharing, you know? Mm. Um, yep. But I think that's, that's a fantastic place to start too, especially, especially as LinkedIn kind of grows and, and, you know, they're coming out with live features. Uh, you know, oh, yeah. there's, there's talks of the stories aspect as well. So um, I think it's good, but uh, Lauren, do you have anything to kind of add whenever we're looking at, you know, jumping onto these platforms? I mean, I think what you guys have said is really good. I mean, there's a reason there's different platforms. Like if they were all the same, they wouldn't be needed. So um, I think the one that's generally most confused is that Facebook and Instagram are the same. And like, mm. they're just so the audience is just so crazily different yeah. <laughs> um, um, and what you can do on those platforms for sure. Um, I, I think the one thing that I always have to remind clients is that Instagram is such a faster platform as well. Um, it's mm. such a highly consumable content that people are very, very rapidly going through. Um, so, it, you know, it's just kind of interesting of, you know, how much people spend on one platform as well. Um, mm. There's some that they'll spend a lot longer on. So something to think about as well as why are they going there and how long do they normally spend on there is another element to kind of think through. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and we know this. I mean, Facebook has tried to compete with Facebook Watch, right, getting people over to that platform. Um, but watch time on Facebook compared to YouTube is just terrible. Yeah. 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 Um, so, CR, do you have kind of, I mean, you kind of dabble in this world, especially in the YouTube world. Mm -hmm. um, have you seen comparisons between long-form video on, on your Facebook page compared to your YouTube YouTube channel? No, it's not even, it's not, it's not even close. Yeah. I think, and what's interesting about this too, is that if you're looking at kind of year over year numbers of the demographics of user bases for Facebook versus Instagram or YouTube, older generations are, are, are the ones that are using Facebook now. And yeah. I say older generations, meaning millennials, which I think we probably all yeah. are, but as you get into like yeah. the Gen Zers, Instagram's the fastest growing uh, social, social media platform right now. And it's yeah. because you know, kids have phones now when they're eight, nine, 10 years old. And Instagram is, is probably from a parent's viewpoint, the safest platform to, to Compared. allow their kids to use. Yeah. yeah. And so you see a larger demographic in that space, but I can tell you my grandma is on Facebook, mm -hmm. which she's not on Instagram. Right. Yeah. So that says something about, um, the type of audiences that are, that are on these places. But when it, when it comes to video, um, it's tricky. Like I am such a huge fan of, of, of long form podcasts, long form yeah. video content, conversational pieces. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it takes a, a certain type of, um, consumer to appreciate that type of content. Um, but when you start getting into the younger demographics, they, the attention spans just aren't there. They want, sure. yep. They want quick hooks. They want fast paces. They want music that's jumpy. It's, it's just a different audience. Yeah. And so trying to, trying to resonate with the, with that base is, um, can be difficult if you're not in it for the shock value. Absolutely. Well, and I, I think too, and I, a lot of times what you'll see, and I, I, I recommend this is if it is a long form piece of content, don't natively upload it to Facebook now because 
most of the time your audience yeah it's gonna it's gonna kill your your engagement uh but yet those little teasers the you know, one minute, you know, 30 seconds, yeah. 90 seconds uh, to say, hey, come, this is this is what you're going to see. Come over to YouTube or use it as the funnel. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Exactly. Um, and so we've we've dabbled in some of that, too, just to kind of see what we can get out of it. But I will say this. If you're you got to know where your audience is. Because if your demographic is, well, grandmas, you know, like it may be on Facebook and that long form may do really well because uh, sure. I know I've seen some of those statistics where that older generation, they will spend a long time on Facebook sure. watching a long video, you know. They um, do spend a very long time on <laughs> <laughs> They want to engage and they scroll very slowly and all the cliches and stereotypes that we can I, make about them. I love you, Grandma. You're watching me. <laughs> No offense, Grandma. No offense. Um, but I think that's good, though, to know, especially if you're a business. I mean, your audience may be on Facebook, and they may want to watch long-form videos. But that's even right. even that, I mean, live videos on Facebook do really well. Um, you know, that 7 to 20 minutes, I mean, that seems to be somewhat of the sweet spot. Um, but, again, the story has to be engaging. It cannot just be a talking head. If you, even if it is a talking head, make sure that, that you're engaging, you know, your audience through that too. So, um, that's yeah. really good. Uh, so Lauren, we're kind of yeah. shifting here. We're going through, you know, we're storytelling on these pieces. So what, what makes a good, I guess I kind of kick it into this like, um, emotional grab, right. With these stories. And so, um, I would say we, yeah, you know, she loves this. I'm sorry. She, we, <laughs> <Emotional> graph. <laughs> we were talking about this the other day. So, oh, I, I meant I used the uh, the example of uh, Harry Potter, and I I'm terrible. My my wife is loves Harry Potter, <laughs> and I can never remember anybody's names but Harry. Uh, what was the girl's name? Hermione. Hermione. Yes. Uh, there's yes. so many people out there shaking their heads right now. They're like, dude. <laughs> you just need to pick up the book and uh, just read it, so you at least know the name. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen several of the movies. Falling asleep in a couple. Yeah, of them, it's not but... this <laughs> Anyway, but uh, so an example uh, we were talking through is kind of like uh, you know, an a gra- a, like an emotional grab would be like why Harry should have ended up with Hermione. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Boom. Yeah. But so uh, you don't obviously have to use something like that. But if you're talking through like having that emotional grab when you when you are storytelling, um, you know, it doesn't have to be clickbaity. I mean, be true to what you're saying. But um, Sierra, you know this, especially on YouTube, you want that hook. You want to be able to say, hey, watch this. This is going to it's going to pay off, basically. So what what's kind of a process that you guys uh, use kind of going through that of to come up with something that is that is good that you can, you know, get the, get the you know, audience engaged with you as well yeah. and, and watch it all the way to the end. Yeah. So I think with, um, with video content specifically, it, it's really important to stay authentic. You know, I will, I will preach this until the day I die because I, I am not a subscriber to clickbait or mm-hmm. um, I hate to say even staying on, trendy topics, right? I mean, there could be something going on out in the social media universe that everybody's talking about, but if it doesn't really resonate with me personally, I don't feel like I need to be a part of that conversation just to be a part of the conversation, right? I'm only going to turn on the camera if it's something that's really going to convict me personally. Mm -hmm. So that being said, I think authenticity is really, really important. Now, just because it's authentic doesn't mean it's boring, right? The key to storytelling is making sure that, um, you have a message that you want to tell your audience, right? Mm-hmm. And being as creative as possible 
um, to do that, whether it's through video or through a podcast or through just a simple image and, and post text on Instagram. You can be a very, very effective storyteller if you know kind of the, the, the science of storytelling, so to speak, and, and how, to, how to shape that and craft it um, without losing sight of who you are as a brand or who you are as a person. Now, that is that can be two different things, right? I used to work for a corporation and how I felt about a given story was completely different than the voice of what the brand is, yeah, yeah. right? So you've got it as, as an entrepreneur, you need to be very careful how visible you are as the owner of a company because if you are visible and you are representing the brand yourself, you know, those are probably going to be pretty much in lockstep yeah. your posts on social media. Um, but if you're kind of the, the wizard of Oz and you're, and you're behind the, <laughs> the curtains there, sometimes, you know, you need to put the company first in, in, in some mm-hmm. cases and that voice and that tone is completely different when it comes, when it comes to storytelling. So just be cognizant. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That does kind of get into, uh, a whole different world is when you're creating these stories and, and saying, you know, broadcasting this message and it may differ a little from your own opinion, maybe, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's a, that's a tough, that's a tough spot to be in. Um, but, uh, and that speaks to, you know, we have, we have several people who are, who work for a company or are trying to brand themselves obviously inside that company. Um, and so you have to, a lot of times you have to kind of put your own personal opinion to the side and say, you know, for the good of the company, we're moving forward. Obviously, don't sacrifice your morals in that sense. Um, but it, it is, I mean, be mature about it, I guess, and be able to, you know, keep your mouth right. shut. Right. So there is. I mean, of course, there's always, you know, things are so things are so polarizing yeah. nowadays. You know, whether it's, gosh, man, what's the latest thing right now? Vaccinations are, are coming. Oh yeah. Like out back of nowhere. around. Right. It's all over the place. And so, um, you know, pick your poisons. I think when it comes to when it comes to storytelling, like I said, stay on brand. You guys, it's really, really important. Um, You know, tell stories that matter. Tell stories that are authentic. And and at the same time, um, be you. I mean, that's that's really what's going to get your audience to feel something on any one of these platforms. That's what they want to do. They want to feel connected to you. They want to feel connected to your brand, and that's when you're gonna. That's when you're gonna earn their business at the end of the day. Yeah, and I'll, I'll say that going into that too is telling your customer story too, along with yourself. So being authentic, kind of what you're saying, like going through, you nailed ta- it, dude. Talking about yourself, but then also saying, kind of guiding them and saying, "Hey, these are this is this is my customer story too." Y'all, you are the guide. I think that's that's. We, have, we haven't quite gotten there yet, I think, yeah. in this podcast. I'm not sure if you guys have touched on this in, in previous episodes. We haven't. Let's that, talk that, about that, it. Let's that, do that, it. Dude, that is, that is the, that, that's the magic right there. If you mm-hmm. can position yourself as, as the guide in any hero's journey to, through transformation as a brand, um, you get the focus off of you and on the, the, hero, the heroic character or customer mm-hmm. um that's when you've won that that's when you're showcasing um your ability to help people out of adversity or out of financial oh, yeah. troubles or out of frustrations because their car broke down i mean and that's your job as a business you're there to serve your customers mm-hmm. you're not there to pat yourself on the back because you earn their business you're there to showcase hey here's how we helped right so yeah. the more you can tell stories that that highlight your customers and carefully position you as, as the guide through that process. That's, that's when you've, that's the sweet spot. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Which I think is really interesting because you see businesses that try this so hard. I don't know if you guys have come across this where you see the most boring 
flat testimonials you've ever seen. Yeah. And yeah. you think you could have done something way more creative with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're good in the basis of it. But, you know, you can be creative with testimonials. And a lot of them are excited to be a part of your mm-hmm. business. And they actually have a good story to tell. So it's like, how about trying to put it on a video format instead mm-hmm. of maybe just a boring quote? Or we're just yeah. going to put that and file it away, apparently, for no, yeah. you know, no use yeah. ever. Yeah. I think, I think the magic is is around shared values, too, yes. because if you can find, and that's when you're really going to hit the sweet spot with your customer base, is um, when when your shared values come across through any type of, of channel, right? Um, it's going to resonate with them. Mm-hmm. I think and there's there's a really good example I ran into a couple of years ago. I was working on a campaign, and I was pitching kind of a, a content style to one of my bosses. And I had ran into, I think it was Coca-Cola did a YouTube series. It was a three part like documentary style series Mm. called um, uh, one last summer. That's what it was. It was one last summer. And so basically what they did was followed a group of like high school kids around for their very last summer together before they all went off into college. Right. That type of feeling that just that title, it resonates with everybody. Right. We all instantly, when I read that, I'm like, gosh, man, what was my last summer? Yeah. Right. I remember hanging out with my buddies and before we all went our separate ways and you get very nostalgic about it. Right. And so that was a very, very clever approach to kind of get into the conversation around um, Coca-Cola's shared values. Cause Mm Coca-Cola is, I mean, it's, it's one of those brands that is America. Right. And so to kind of get into that type of storytelling approach through kind of a docu-series with high school kids. They were trying to reach Gen Zers. Mm-hmm. They played the game right on YouTube because at that time, series were really, really um, oh, good performers yeah. on YouTube where you build up your first episode, you hit um, very big with your second one, and then your third one kind of closes out the series. The, algor- the algorithm was really promoting that type of content. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, they just, they hit it, they knocked it out of the park. Now, I don't know how, how it performed, but I remember thinking, I'm like, the strategy behind this was very, very sound. The storytelling was solid. It was good. Yeah, so. absolutely. I think of actually, so the, uh, the new uh, movie that just came out called Free Solo with, um, phenomenal. Yeah. Yep. What's his name? I've kept, forget the guy's name i feel bad but he uh yeah climbed el capitan like just no no nothing no safety no nothing and just yeah. killed it i mean it's a uh, an amazing movie but north face did a, a campaign around that and you talk about having them at your telling your customer's story they showed they started off and it was him but then they started showing all of these people that obviously represent their brand that are in their community their audience um and it wasn't it wasn't like amazing X game style of whatever. It was literally people falling and hitting and getting back up and bloody hands and you know, they're out in the middle of the snow and they're you know, just little pinpoints of like the North Face North Face brand was there, but it wasn't just in your face constantly and it told their story and then it started to show like some triumphs and like some successes and people just the, you know, the transformation. The transfer- yeah. Yes. And it, I'm gonna tell you, like yes. within that 90 seconds i mean it made me want to become a rock climber and a you know yeah. snowboarder and all of the things i'm like i want to do this i want because it yeah. connected with me because it was telling their story um you know what i mean, I mean how just, perfect is it phenomenal. too i mean the, the the mountain metaphor is just it's so perfect in storytelling right mm-hmm. the mountain climber think about it going up up over the hill finally getting to the summit and then 
coming down the other side a completely different person. We've all gone through trials. We've all gone through tribulations. We all know what that feels like. Mm -hmm. And that, that theme of overcoming adversity can, can resonate with, with just about any audience on, on any level. So love that one. But it doesn't even, you you think about that. It doesn't have to be at that scale. It can be as small as, you know, I I, I have a to, test. I have a up. test. What, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I, we wanted to install a pool in our backyard. You know, these were the struggles yeah. that we went through. We found the person. We, you know, had this big moment, and then now we're, you know, our problem is solved. We're very happy. I mean, in business, you can do this all day, every day. Every, I mean, we're yeah. as humans, we're naturally drawn to stories, um, and so if you have those those elements in in place, I mean, the the it's limitless. You know, so that's right. That's awesome. All right, Lauren, um, let's see, to kind of, I guess, kind of wrap up here, What's yeah. uh, do you have any advice for somebody who is, uh, you know, a marketer, a business owner, somebody who's really trying to get in this space, maybe even platform-wise, you know, they're focused on a specific platform. How can they, right. you know, just start telling good stories? Right. Um, well, we started, you know, um learning about your audience. And I think that's really important. Um, you know, just take a little time to kind of look through the data of who is the main audience on these platforms, because I think the common misconception is I need to be on all of them. Um, and it's, that's not true. Um, really for a lot, especially like if you're a local business, like focus where your main target audience is and spend your time there. Your time is valuable, um, and focus there. Um, I think that's really important. And then, you know, and I think an entry level storytelling part is work on your titles um, for a lot of things. And think about like maybe um, this is kind of silly, but like you're going to the beach or whatever. I don't know. And your title is going to be going to the beach. Like it's not very (laughs) exciting. Um, So think about, you know, like today the ocean one you know like that's a little oh, bit more exciting you know what than, happened yeah yeah you know there. you want to click and everything <laughs> i think the videos that always get me on facebook and i hate myself every time i click on them <laughs> is that they're like you won't believe what happens at the end and every time i'm like yeah. what happens at the end and they're like a cake decorating <laughs> video you know nothing exciting is going to happen but i'm always the like cake was I made. yeah <laughs> <laughs> no, this last one I clicked on, there was a chicken in the middle of it. And I was oh like, what? anyways, uh, but I watched the entire video. I even watched an advertisement. How embarrassing is that to get to that? Chicken <laughs> yes. in the Facebook. You, you died just a, just a little <laughs> bit. Afterwards. I mean, I knew what they were doing, but it worked still. <laughs> That's awesome. That is That's good. Those, those catchy headlines. I love the ones now that people are in the comments. They're like, yeah, it was this. I just saved you five minutes of your life. Like <laughs> they'll just, <laughs> they'll just go ahead. Yeah. It's, it's so good. I'm like, I love you people that, that automatically just do the work for you. Oh, love it. Love it. So Sierra, how about you? What's a, what's a way to kind of encouragement of somebody jumping into that? Oh, let's see. I would say, um, think like the platform, Mm. all right. Kind of separate yourself, get out, get out of your own, you know, entrepreneurial self and, and your CEO self and say, you know what, if I'm YouTube, what are the things that, I'm doing that's going to get people to stay on my platform. And if you can understand what the platform strategies are, then you can start playing their games to make your content more successful on them. So I'll give you, um, I'll give you an example, right? You and I, I think Brian talked about view duration a little bit, right? How video watch time is a little bit longer on YouTube than it is on Facebook. 
All right. Well, once you create um, a, a YouTube channel, right, you have access to all the analytics and YouTube gives you the tools to monitor certain types of things. Well, they give you these tools for a reason, right? They're telling you what they value as yes. a brand, right? Mm -hmm. So being able to recognize what the brand value, or I'm sorry, what the platforms value, um, that sends signals to you to say, you know what, this is what they want from me. What type of content can I make that's going to play this game correctly mm -hmm. and make my content more successful? Absolutely. But stay on, but stay on brand. Yeah, and that's that's key. Stay on your brand. Oh, absolutely. That that's man. That brings up a good point too. I mean, that's if you know what the platform. I mean, you don't fight it. Right. Don't fight what they're trying to promote. And, and especially with YouTube, they're like, we want we want people to stay on every platform wants you to stay on the platform. But YouTube makes it easier. Like, hey, we're going to automatically have auto playing videos and it's going to be in your playlist. And we're going to you're like, oh, maybe I should make a playlist and make sure each video that, connects. That would be a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Now, I think it's important, though, like what, when we talk about staying on brand, right, Instagram filters. Mm -hmm. All right. If, if you oh, yeah. again, if. If you're, uh, uh, I don't know, <laughs> I mean, give me something very, very professional. If your line of work is extremely, if you're an accountant. Oh yeah. Or accountant, yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe an accountant, right? Yeah. And if you haven't, if your business has an Instagram page, probably not going to want to hop on there and do like a little French face filter and talk about <laughs> your latest CPA endeavors. You sure, know what I mean? It's just sure. not going to work. Now, granted that works for a lot of different a lot of different other oh, brands, yeah. a lot of different people, and they're on there using them all the time. Mm -hmm. But it's it's got to fit your wheelhouse, all yeah. right? So just be cognizant of what's out there, um, and you know, play the game the right way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That's uh, that's awesome, and I I completely agree with you. And I I will say this: I mean, you just just go. I guess my word advice is just go do and it. try. Just yeah. do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a little little Nike in there for you. Speaking of storytelling <laughs> and brands, I mean they, you know, they relaunched that campaign of, um, oh man, I can't even think. What was the what was the recent one with the black and white photos? And if you don't believe in all, I can think of is, uh, well, I can't even think of that one now. There was all kinds of memes around it. I'm so sorry. I'm huh. fading. It's it's the end of the I podcast. I don't, I don't have basic cable anymore, so I'm so out of I don't either, either. So I'm like, I don't know what Brian's talking about. Hey, I'm going to find it, and it'll be in the show notes, and it'll be worth it's it. Widen and Kennedy is the that's usually the ad agency behind Nike. They, they're they are a bunch of wizards up there oh, in Portland. Man. They do some good work. So they really have, and that's I, I yeah I respect the, what they're doing, especially in the brand too. That, but um, yeah, I think uh, like I said, just start. Don't be afraid. You're gonna fail, and failing is good. You you know what is not working. I mean that's that's that's, a, right. uh, that's a fantastic place to go. So, um, all right. So Cr, where can people find more information about you? you kind of mentioned the YouTube uh, channel, but yeah, where yeah. can they get connected if they have questions or anything like that? Sure. Um, where can they connect with you? Uh, primarily right now on Instagram, that's my own personal, um, personal page. It's, uh, CR underscore Braniff, mm -hmm. I think if I remember correctly. And they'll see um, awesome, so yeah. uh, awesome videos about with your scooter, uh, your new electric oh, scooter. The scooter Dude, that's we didn't even get to talk about it. I would, that was like one of my main <laughs> things I wanted to talk about. It was so excited. It was, it was, it was really my, cool on scooters. It was my Scoot. birthday a couple, like a month ago. And I told my wife, I'm like, we were actually in Paris and yeah. I saw these people riding around these scooters. I'm like, I want one mm -hmm. and got home and my wife bought me one from Amazon. And now I just ride around our neighborhood with like a 35 year old maniac on a scooter all the time. <laughs> so awesome. Flying by the, the bus. It's dropping off kids. It's incredible. Yeah. So. 
That's awesome. Yeah, I'm I it, loving it though. It's so addictive, especially in these big, you know, cities where it's just downtown and you can just hop on one, roll right along. <laughs> oh, I, I so would. If I was still working downtown, I, I definitely would. I was paying 200 bucks a month to park my car oh, in the building. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I'd have gone a couple miles out and just rode in every day. It would have been yeah, great. Yep, absolutely. So, yeah, if you want to see awesome stories about his scooter, him rolling through the neighborhood. <laughs> um, see, all right, actually, you, dude, you talk about even the stories. You have really cool. Uh, we, we talked about an app that you used recently. Um, to yeah. break things apart, add different video clips into different places, and uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a whole another episode of what the tools. Good are tools. To I mean, out, yeah, out, off off platform tools and, and other apps can really um, help you get more creative, mm-hmm. right? Because I think we all get kind of stuck in seeing the same stuff on these platforms. You get kind of dialed in to just swipe and swipe and swipe and seeing the same type of content. So if yeah. you can get someone to pause and do something that's a, that's going to catch their attention every now and again. I think it, it serves a purpose and it's certainly useful, but I think that app was, was it in stories? Was it? In, yeah. I think yeah. That was the one. Yeah. Yeah. In stories. So to add the different some, frames and stuff on top of each other. And it's, pretty nice. oh, it's awesome. Um, yeah. So, Hey, everything that we've talked about today will be in the show notes and the Nike sure. campaign will be in the show notes too. I'm going to find that. Circle track it down. Exactly. Um, over at uh, GoRogueX.com, so make sure you guys check those out. Um, follow This Gathered Nest. They are out now. You guys are RVing across the United States and homeschooling yeah. and doing all kinds of fun things and it inspired me. I'm like, I take my family on the road. Why not? They're doing it. We can do this. Come, come join us, man. Yeah, Let's do it. Yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. So make sure On-site you guys... podcasting. On-site Hey. I've done that before. Don't I mean we can just, do that. That's that's a challenge. Yeah, RV park to RV park. We'll just do episodes. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I love out. it. I love it. Uh, so hey, yeah, make sure you guys connect with us. Let's continue this conversation on Instagram, on Facebook as well. Uh, Go Rogue X, and then uh, yeah, we'd love to chat with you and answer any questions that you guys might have um, coming into this because we know how hard it is. I mean, everybody goes through the same thing. We all have to start somewhere. Um, but uh, make sure you guys connect with us over there. And uh, if anything, hey, have a great afternoon day we'll see you on the next episode thanks all right it's time for rapid fire lauren you ready yeah i'm totally ready all right let's go all right, number one, you have your own late night talk show. Who do you invite as your first guest? Mm. Ooh. Go so many directions. I've, I've got mine. Okay, go I'll ahead. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. I think I, I would. I would probably go with like Thomas Soul. Who is that? He's, 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 an, he's, an, he's an, <laughs> <laughs> I'm this is terrible. So he, he's an economist that. Uh, I, I highly value his opinion in a lot of matters when it comes to like socioeconomic stuff and okay. um, minor politics. I think it'd be really cool to just sit down and get a conversation with that guy. I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd hang out with him for a little bit. Sarah, you're way too intelligent for this podcast. Oh, I don't know about that. I don't know who, who <laughs> that guy I'm like, I'm trying. So mine is actually, uh, this is terrible. Uh, well, does it have to be some, well, I guess it is a, I was gonna go like Robin Williams. I know he's he's dead now, but I mean, I was like, That'd if there's like anybody, yeah. I mean, having Robin Williams on any anytime he's ever been on anything, it's just that that would set the stage for. Of course, it depends on what yeah. type of talk show. But anyway, that would be mine. What about you? That's Lauren? a good one. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's that I've had this question all day, and I I'm like totally blanking now. <laughs>
<laughs> like, I can't even think of someone's name. Got it. <laughs> Stumped her on her own question. That's amazing. <laughs> Only here, ladies and gentlemen. Only here can that happen. <laughs> Um, okay, I will say someone that I think is really fascinating, and now I can't even remember his name again. Um, <laughs> we have derailed her. Is Steve Irwin's son. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, he's doing some um, cool stuff now. Yeah, he's a really talented photographer. Um, he's totally living out his dad's legacy. Yeah. He's really cool, and when he's on Jimmy Fallon's show, he, like, is the nicest person on the planet. I'm like... <laughs> I don't know. It's really I didn't. I did not see that one coming. I'm not gonna. Yeah. I didn't yeah. either. Yeah. That's good. That was awesome. All right. So, if we can, we go two for two here, Lauren. Are you gonna get stumped on the second one too? I'm really hoping to be better. so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Number two. What is your favorite item you've bought this year? Mmm. Mmm. Hmm. Mm. Literally looking around at all, all my toys here. Um, <laughs> all around. <laughs> all around. I, I'm going to have to say uh, probably my DJI Ronin S. It's my gimbal. I know this Ooh. is like super okay. nerdy yeah. and techy, but oh, I that like it. thing yeah. just changed the game for me. With is it better, better than the crane? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is User it? experience, even right. the app and stuff and settings. I mean, there's so okay. many features about it. Yeah. That's super nerdy and gear, but oh, it's. <laughs> no, I'm digging it. Yeah, I yeah. appreciate that kind of stuff. Yeah. You could use it on the um, scooter, man. You could have, you know. I, you know what? I've got, I've got it rigged up with a couple of mats already. We're going to go. I saw probably. that. Yeah. Got a good got wide angle on that. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, this isn't this year, 2019, but it was like late 2018. So I'll cheat a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, it was the uh, my drone. I'm trying oh, to remember which one it was. Oh, Mavic, Mavic Air. That's the Mavic Air, the new. Oh, just yeah. the Mavic Air. Yeah. So that one is tiny. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. It's small, dude. So we take that. We, I can huge. throw that thing in a, almost a pocket and yeah. it is. Dude, it is crisp, yeah. That is so awesome. I'm liking it. That's awesome. Yeah, that. So the new one came out too. The uh, the Mavic Pro Pro Two, two or something. Yeah. The the Hasselblad camera. I mean that that thing is awesome too. But I, I'm pulled back to because I have a I have a Mavic, just the regular mm -hmm. one. So, but it's still a little clunky. As tiny as it is, I, I hate to say that because it's, it's like third world. I mean, it's incredible. Pro, yeah, <laughs> for real. But it's like compared to the Air, you know. So. Anyway, man, this is this is good. We're getting some gear talk in. I don't ever get to like really dive into. Oh, that, I'm so. with you, buddy. Yeah. So, Lauren, you better have a DJI uh, product that you're excited I'm about. I'm going <laughs> super old school here. Oh, okay, just okay. saying. But so I note on myself, um, I am a social media manager, so I manage mm -hmm. a lot of social media accounts, um, and I'm an organized person, so I have like a planner, and I have like all that I'm posting for the day, and it can get really confusing. And mm. so I have this crazy thing. It rolls out and oh. it's all these fine point colored pens. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. But all of my accounts have a specific color and then they, I can look right across. So I can open up my planner and go Tuesday. This is my story. This is my post. This is the blog. This is like everything. Nice. I know exactly what's supposed to go nice. there. So my cool colored pens. They're super, <laughs> and they like roll right oh, up into a little bundle. And then you just fold them out. You feel like you're like a surgeon or something, but they're just pens. <laughs> you should name all of your pins that. So that way, when you're like pulling it out, like <laughs> hammer pick or something, you know, like 
That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, Lauren, do you use any type of um, social media manager apps for content publishing? I want to, and I've played with a few and I get really angry. And so then I like, I'm never going to do this again. I'm just going to go back to my old system. Um, but I have to believe there's going to be some good wins. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that Ryan and I, I'm sure are going to start kind of getting into that a lot. We, more. we have a few, uh, yeah, well, even that we're trying to test out some software. It's like, I want to try meet Edgar. So I've done Hootsuite and some of those other ones uh-huh. and buffer uh-huh. and, and whatnot. But, uh, yeah, there are a lot that are coming out that people are, really really digging but yeah yeah she's a she's so organized that it doesn't matter she can just schedule it out i mean literally this podcast would not happen if you know if she didn't have her (laughs) colored pens literally i'm just saying (laughs) just saying (laughs) my three-year-old the other day was playing with him i thought oh no touch it so basically your reaction was exactly like cr's if he had one of his kids grabbing his mavic and running it around the house it's like don't touch it what are you doing now I, I no longer speak English. It's just a lot of loud noises that come out of my mouth. 